Hey everyone, welcome to episode 28 or 27, episode 27 of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, hosting alongside my cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. Neil, some some would say you're the winter soldier to my falcon. Or, Is or that you're what my falcon to, to my winter soldier. Either way around, it works. It works. We're not going to think too much into it. It just works. Yeah. Um, let's talk about episode two of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think we What should. do you say? Let's dive in. Let's dive right okay. in. Let's dive in. We'll go kind of piece by piece as we go through the episode and kind of talk about each each part and, and move on where we don't need. So we start out with this episode um, basically being the grand reveal of right. uh, the new Captain America, John Walker. He's sitting in his locker room, kind of being all pensive, reflecting on things before going out in front of the world on Good Morning America. Um, not sure if he could fill the shoes. Um, and, you know, his buddy and partner uh, comes in, Isaiah Bradley. Not yes. Isaiah Bradley. Sorry. The, he, this one, this character is um, is Lamar Hoskins, right? AKA Battlestar. So he's the sidekick to the new Captain America, um, and yeah, he's shown on Good Morning America. Gives a little bit of his background that he's just, I guess, super athletic, so he qualifies as Captain America and is like right, really good at soldiering. Which is my first problem. Like okay. he's just he's you know he's an A one athlete, so now he gets to be Captain America. What what happened to all the super soldieriness? Well, like I run, but I I could I don't think I could be Captain America. Well, yeah, but you're you're not an A one athlete. Well, I mean, um, I I think this is passable because they do like. It's very consistent in, um, I guess, this universe that they've failed to develop super soldier serum. That's what was used to create right. Captain America originally. And only in right. a couple of instances has it actually worked. Um, and a lot of times in the comic books, uh, trying to develop super soldier serum becomes the creation of other heroes or villains. So for Truth. instance, in like the, um, the ultimate Marvel universe, the reason Bruce Banner becomes the Hulk. So there's like an alternate universe is because he was trying to develop a super soldier serum and it, he tries it on himself and it doesn't work. And he turns into the Hulk instead of, someone like captain america um even in this in the mcu red skull he tries a version of a super soldier serum and that's what turns his face all red and, and stuff like that right in that original movie um, true so there's yeah there's failed attempts but regardless uh, you know and as we go on in this episode we see there's some super soldiering going on yes um so yeah i think it's it's from the start, I was kind of like, okay, I guess they're trying to set us up to like 
be a little sympathetic to this guy. Like he wants to do well. Definitely, he definitely is a veteran. Like yeah. he is, uh, he has holds a lot of honors within the military. He's done of honor a lot winner. of stuff like, but at the same time, he still kind of seems like a jerk. He has jerk face. <laughs> yes, he does. He, yes, does. he does. He suffers from jerk face, which is funny uh, because this actor, I think notoriously has a beard. Oh, and well, so he doesn't have one here. So maybe that's the reason why he has the beard. So he doesn't look like a jerk all the time, all the time. <laughs> he, no so, offense, but no I'm offense sure guy. That's very offensive. So I understand. <laughs> I like, so here's what I like. I like that. Uh, we definitely, you know, you called it where they, you know, they watch him on TV and then kind of come together as a result of that. So that's fine. That makes sense. How we get our how, how we get our heroes together. The second thing is, I like that they do a reprise of Star Spangled Man when he's out on the football field. Yeah. Like that was nice. He shows up. the The interview he has, you know, eh, okay, reveals that he doesn't necessarily have superpowers, but that that's all right. Yep. Here's here's one of my issues. I think the show was great. I think the episode was fantastic. Uh, definitely held my interest. Introduced some, you know, some new people uh, that we'll have to deal with. Our flag smasher, um, young lady from the Solo movie, the Han Solo mm-hmm. movie. Excellent. Um, interesting accent. The shield, Captain America shield, yes. defies all laws of. Graphic and, and logic, yeah. gravity and logic yeah. and, and all that. Absolutely. Right? Okay. But we're in on that already. We've we're had a we're in on that. that. We're sold on that. That's we're been that, that way since it was first created. It took um, some training, I would imagine. But speaking of the shield, we get our, after this appearance, we shift over to uh, Bucky and Sam. We get our first in uh, person interaction between the two main characters of the show in episode two which is an interesting way to approach it and bucky is upset with sam for giving up the shield and you know it's something that he can't understand and steve chose him why would he do something like that he he seems sees it kind of as an affront to steve rogers and sam says that he was just doing what he thought was right as a giant truck drives by i don't know if you drives can by um yes like the truck they were on when they were fighting and then I, <laughs> that was the thing actually that's a good segue because that was the moment where i was like eh. when they're on the truck fighting these super soldiers that they track down okay yeah they track down the the flag smashers sam the was on smashers. his way he was about to start a mission when bucky approaches him bucky right. tags along He's tracking down the flag smashers right. and they find them and there's a big truck fight. There's a big truck fight. So, so, you know, so we're in line with what you were leading into here. They get together, they decide they're going to go on this mission together. They need to, you know, it's a little therapeutic, but our, our new captain America gets like punched hard and then is hanging off the truck and is struggling to get back on top of the truck. Yeah. It just is a little bit of a, like a wah, wah, well, at least they're being after consistent. we watched. I guess, like but we he's... watched Captain America hold down a helicopter. Yeah, but he's also like the the whole point of him is that he's he shouldn't be Captain America. 
Like that's the well, whole that point is. of I this guess character. That's the whole point. That's the whole so point. like they're Which, they're showcase. I I like that they're consistent with it and they're showcasing mm-hmm. like he's not going to be anything. He's not going to be up for this. This is right. not something that he should be doing. I wonder. So it looks like um, the flag smashers are transporting. Bucky says it's medicine. I'm guessing it's the super soldier serum. Right. Um, I wonder if maybe down the line when, you know, John Walker is losing his status as Captain America, like his yeah. transition to becoming U.S. agent is he takes the serum. Absolutely. Even though he's not Absolutely. supposed to be. That's definitely where we're heading with this. Now, do you remember uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, being able to just leap out of an airplane and survive? Well, he fell out of a train into icy waters and survived when he was human. When he was so just human. he does tend to survive huge falls. falls. Um, that is a consistent thing, again, with Steve Rogers, at least, where he'd jump out of a plane and they'd be like, wait, his parachute is here. And he, the other person in the plane is just like, nah, he doesn't need one. Um, so I guess Bucky was just trying it. And it worked, but he also, you know, got hurt a little bit. But that's consistent with like having being a super soldier. Like you can sure. jump from 200 feet and you're okay. Now, uh, which uh, again, I'm fine with. I know we're in the fantasy world. I'm so happy. Like I hate to be the naysayer. I'm just glad these things are happening in our lifetime and there's so much stuff coming out. But let's rein it in a little bit. Like that okay. was to me, yeah, to me, that was like, come on, a little much, but it's okay. So we get through that. Now we're, you know, they're having an argument. The police stopped them for a little bit of political. Uh, oh, you're skipping a world. major, major, major. Hit me. Go, reveal. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So obviously oh, well, you yeah. have uh, John Walker and um, Hoskins. They want to team up with, with, uh, Sam and Bucky, Sam and Bucky aren't having it. John Walker is, you know, putting his foot in his mouth at every turn, right. um, trying to convince them to, to join up. And it's just, he's not doing a good job. Then Bucky's like, okay, we have super soldiers. All of these flag smashers are somehow super soldiers. I only know of myself as a super soldier and one other person. So he takes Sam to Baltimore right. to meet a character named, and I said his name mistakenly earlier, Isaiah Bradley. Now, that's the guy. Isaiah Bradley is a veteran super soldier who fought the Winter Soldier back in the day in the Korean War. And his existence was basically kept under wraps this entire time. Probably because of um you know his back in that time you know the race dynamics and stuff like that having a black super soldier being captain america you couldn't have that back then there's a lot of parallels to what's going on in this series as well with sam right where it's like you had a black captain america but they just kept him hidden and on top of it he Bradley won't help them f- 
figure out the information about all these additional super soldiers because he was imprisoned and experimented on by the U.S. government for 30 years. And it left a bad taste in his mouth. And Hydra, I guess. I think it was U.S. government and Hydra. Um, But it is important to note that he, in in comics uh, lore, um, was the black, I think, the black Captain America. Yes. Yeah. He did serve Mm -hmm. in that capacity. So that's an interesting thing to put in there for our purposes here. Yeah, without a doubt. And so I think this is an interesting, you know, it, it has a lot in relation to what's going on with Sam right now, because obviously yeah. you had the U.S. government in this today's world, quote unquote, in this fictional universe, the U.S. government still isn't comfortable with having Sam or a, a black right. Captain America. Right, because they just like, oh yeah, donate the shield, donate the shield. They donate the he donates the shield, and then so they give it, it to seem, the first, yeah. you know, and then they immediately give it to someone else, white soldier white, that they could find, white guy they could find. Right, Isaiah Bradley was obviously treated horribly, given it was by you know kind of Hydra Hydra um, esque spies, you know, people who have infiltrated the u.s government and stuff like that but still like horrible what happened to him so obviously he's reluctant just very uh, the previous episode we kind of talked about like how far they're gonna go with the race dynamics in this show and it seems like they're leaning in which i kind of i like and then you even have the scene afterwards like you were about to mention where bucky gets arrested for missing his therapy session. But prior to that, him and Sam are arguing outside. Sam's like, why has no one ever heard of Isaiah Bradley? Why has this been kept a secret? Blah, blah, blah. And the police come up on them and they're actually going to arrest Sam. Right. Because the, those two are in an, ar- in an argument and you see a angry black man and the police decide, oh, he's doing illegal Something things wrong. we're going to question him until yeah. they realize he's the falcon and they're like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry which i mean uh, yeah definitely an interesting scene uh definitely placed in there not necessarily to drive the plot but you know for other purposes it does get us to our therapy session though it gets us to our therapy the session so he they go to bail uh, Bucky out and actually John Walker comes to the rescue and bails him out because he's trying to use it as a bargaining chip for them to team right. up with them and brings Bucky's therapist along with them. The therapist brings them into an interrogation room and makes Sam come with them too and they basically have couples counseling. Bucky Which and I Sam. Love. Oh, it was hysterical. It was a great scene. The Great staring scene. contest is genius. You, everybody will see that when you watch the staring contest moment. Hysterical. And and Bucky reveals something kind of big here as far as his emotional story arc is he says to Sam, if you gave up the shield like that so quickly, then Steve was... I'm worried Steve was wrong about you. And if Steve was wrong about you, then he's wrong By about extension. me. Right. Right, right, right. Which I thought was, like you said, it was a nice reveal. I was wondering how they were going to tie that knot together, tie mm-hmm. that back. And here's the other interesting thing. Their visit to Isaiah 
has to come back. That's got to pay off. That can't be oh, a one-off sure. thing. I'm sure it will. I'm curious if that returns in the form of the government recognizing him or giving him some kind of award or bestowing a title or doing something like that. But he definitely has to be worked into the fold somehow. I'm just I'm curious how he comes back. Yeah, and it seems like they're going to be covering a lot of ground. There's a, there's a lot of characters that are coming up. So like we see as as they're leaving the jail, you know, mm-hmm. again they get, try to get persuade um, Sam and Bucky into joining up with them. That's uh, Walker and Isaiah Bradley, and they're like, no, you are like the government controls you guys. We don't have to take orders from the government. So why would we team up with you and like handcuff ourselves when we could just go do whatever we want? And then they decide, okay, it's time to visit Baron Zemo. Which was awesome. Even though it didn't actually happen, all we did was see his face. Still an awesome scene. Yes. Now, interesting too, I also want to bring up kind of on the side that we're getting some more insight into the Flag Smashers, specifically the lead, the the girl with the right. red hair. She is officially um, Carly Morgenthau, who is based off of the original Flag Smasher in the comics, who was Carl Morgenthau. Morgenthau. So she right. is just a, a gender female version. swapped version of this character. Um, and, you know, she gets an ominous text from someone saying, you have what belongs to me. I'm going to kill you or something like that. And then they're escaping right. and the people are after them. We don't know who the people are that are after them, but they make an escape and one of them sacrifices themselves. Um, it seems like the Flag Smashers, they have an underground following where wherever they go they have you know a place to house them and people to keep them safe because they're popular right they want to unify the world they want to get rid of countries and flags and stuff like that and unify the world as one because that's kind of how it was i guess in the five years after the blip before people returned which so that's their whole thing now it's like they're more concerned about the people that came back than the people that were here during the blip. They have a little anger about that. Right. And the like one people, one world thing, they're quasi sympathetic. Yes. At this point. Right. You know, so like they're a little terroristy, they're a little uh, violenty, but at like their mission to mm-hmm. date is, is kind of, sympathetic she also is essentially playing the same character from like solo where she's leading this rebel yeah, right. band of people you know which i kind of like people think are bad but maybe they're not so bad But maybe they're not so bad we I end think up working these, with them these guys they they're probably just bad like yeah. they they have maybe their cause deep down is worthy good, but the way they're going about it is clearly not um right. and then so the the group, there's somebody who calls their leader of that group who tries to stop the Flag Smashers that I guess is the person who was making threats to Carly. Um, we're, the, the internet has is kind of assuming that that's a character called the Power Broker um, yeah. because he's alluded to in the end credits. Which 
I think would be, again, what a golden age of nerddom we live in that a character like Power Broker might make an appearance. Yeah, it's kind that is of an exciting time. It's pretty, pretty crazy that we're just going over these obscure random. There is a group in a TV show called the Flag Smashers. Yes. Like, how ridiculous is that? It's all. It's it's like what a beautiful, what a wonderful time. Well, so anyway, good. let's let's stop here on falcon and winter soldier all right we'll continue again next week in episode three it looks like we're getting baron zemo um at some point we're going to be getting sharon carter as well um definitely more things to come very excited um as we leave as we leave this and i I don't i'll let you get back to your segue again i say the way this show is filmed is more cinematic in without in a doubt way than than wanda not that wanda was bad definitely two different feels like you you get two different things from each film or from each show mm-hmm. uh and this seems to be so obviously this is not a mystery like wanda they were trying to keep us in for the mystery and if it was anything other than marvel we probably wouldn't have hung on as long as we did but we knew there were certain things going to be payoffs and we trusted the people making it but this i have to say this show is doing a good job of it's giving me an adventure in every episode it's giving me a little bit of a reveal and it's only been two episodes so far but like i i like what they're doing i think i like this as the show so far better than i like well they and the creators have said too in interviews and stuff that like the purpose of this isn't for like reveals and mysteries and stuff like that Mm. the purpose of this it's a it's a buddy action movie essentially strung out into six episodes which like awesome like i'm in i'm in i can dig it um okay so let's let's continue with you you just mentioned how much you love all these obscure comic things yes. appearing now in film and TV and stuff like that. Let's play a quick one movie round. Ooh. And this is a refresher of stream it, skip it, add it to the watch list because we got the first full red band trailer of yes. the suicide squad neil i'm assuming you watched it i did what I did what indeed. are your updated thoughts on this movie because we've done this we've talked about this one before but let's yes. let's give a an update right. on where we're at after watching this trailer all right here's my update here's my update i'm more interested than i was i was totally out the last time but having seen this, I'm more interested. I'm curious. Uh, I think Margot Robbie has the potential to lead. She, you know, she did a good job in Birds of Prey. So, and the first one, the first Suicide Squad was hot trash. So, like, I can't Both really judge her. Figuratively. Literally and figuratively. Um, I like our additions. I like the idea of a Stallone King Shark. Yeah, so those were the ma- so the major oh. reveals here were he's confirmed to be voicing King Shark, yes. and we have Starro the Conqueror as yes. the main 
villain for the movie. For those of you who are confused and don't know who Starro the Conqueror is, oh, I didn't either you? before this, this really? trailer. And oh, Starro's I big. found all about all about him. He is a alien super being, a giant starfish that yeah. basically has, you know, is able to perform mind control and uh like power redistribution and like all this crazy stuff and his debut in the comics was in the very first issue of uh the brave and the bold number 28 which also happens to be the very first appearance of the justice league of america so he is the first villain that the justice league of america ever fights and get uh, what i like it just what a magical time to be alive what a great That's time why to be alive. i say how absurd this is oh my which god is good, and, like an, in a good way in a good way like he sestaro has uh throughout the comics and cartoon iterations etc all but live action uh like his greatest probably power his achievement is he's able to mind control superman like adhes himself to superman right he takes like mini version. starfishes yes. and puts them on people's faces and that's how he mind controls them alien-esque <laughs> almost like Same. alien yeah yeah it's it's tremendous it's tremendous i love it I, I am so excited to see how they're how they're gonna do it but so long long story short i am going to i've moved this up to stream it i'm going to watch it i'm going to stream it However, I'll add a little tidbit and then I'll throw it over to you, whether you're streaming, uh, waitlisting, okay. watching, et cetera. Here's my thing. Don't you think it's interesting that, that like he's a funny survivor, Jai Courtney? Like of all the people that were gonna survive the transition from old to new, I did not have my money on Jai uh, the the boomerang. Yeah, I think um out of strange those, survivor out of those characters it was well i thought he was like if you're looking at all the characters in that original suicide squad movie probably yeah. the three best characters were obviously will smith obviously uh harley quinn margot robbie and i think jai courtney captain boomerang was actually funny like he did a good job in that movie there were three people yes. that were doing good jobs in that movie, and those were the three. Obviously, you carry over Rick Flagg as well, just because he's synonymous with Suicide Squad. Same with Amanda Waller. Um, yeah, those two. Just I did go not hand care for hand. for that actor but, though. Yeah, he had to. The guy who plays Rick Flagg really had to play the straight man of the movie, and it was mm. just his the whole like romantic plot between him and the uh witch lady just made no sense to me it was just yeah kind of ridiculous um so hopefully they improve upon him here i i am so excited to see this movie i think this has the potential to be the best dceu movie out wow. of all of them that's i think that's wow. the kind of potential that this has that's interesting. I think this movie okay. looks so good. It has so many like good people in it and involved in it. It just like we didn't even get to 
you know, Nathan Fillion is in this movie. Right. Idris Elba Ooh, is in this movie and looks like he's playing a big role. Like there's just a ton of people in this movie and all the characters seem hilarious and weird. And the whole movie seems hilarious and weird. Yeah. And it's just like good for James Gunn for saying guardians of the galaxy was awesome. Let me bring the same kind of vibes to DC. Right. You thought this you is liked the perfect, that. the perfect um, showcase for that because suicide squad is a bigger, like, is a bigger property than guardians of the galaxy was sure when, without a doubt without a doubt things and he's going to give us like an r-rated version of it which is just perfect for this group true i just think I, everything's lining I, up the stars are aligning for i want to you to be amazing. right i want you to be right like that's the thing i want me uh, to be right too i want you great. to be right um okay let's get into some rolling or trolling but First, again, gosh, we start, before we start, we have another death. Oh, yeah. Jessica Walter has passed away, probably most known for her portrayal um, in Arrested Development. She was a big hit. I'm also a big fan of her uh, from Archer. Yes. um, Voicing Mallory, which she is just unbelievable. Had, you know has a very like sometimes crude sense of humor but it works in like all the best ways and all the stuff that she's done in recent years um so we just want to you know say r.i.p to the great jessica walter without without a doubt r.i.p to her you you hit on some some great ones uh arrested development (laughs) tremendous character uh, I'm I'm sad because I love Archer so much, and she's such a great kind of sardonic uh, wit and character there that I don't know how they're going to move forward. And it's strange, but like almost more than replacing a an actor in a li- live action, like somebody doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, like in that '70s show, they had to replace the sister and all that. Um, and there's better examples I can't think of right now, but in a in a beloved animated show or film i think it stands out even more because all you have is that voice like when you right. tune into something someone's gonna have to do like her yes. impression basically uh, or, and, and like you hope good that it's spot on yeah yeah because that like that hurts so I'm, I'm upset about that but shout out all the way back to 1971 play misty for me where jessica walter spoiler alert um plays a kind of deranged super fan of uh disc jockey clint eastwood and he she like stalks him and and they have to deal with that she was tremendous she was you know vulnerable also strong and creepy all at the same time Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite movies um definitely probably be on our watch list for you even though i just spoiled it but still it's an excellent film um she yeah she'll be missed she'll definitely be missed excellent excellent actress all right rolling or trolling let's do it let's brighten up the mood a little bit and we start with we have been talking about this for weeks now (laughs) calling that this is what disney should do and they've finally done it black widow will officially debut 
on Disney Plus premiere and in theaters on July 9th. Neil, Black Widow is coming to Disney Plus like we've asked. Does it have a $30 price tag? Sure. But what are your thoughts? Are you rolling or are you trolling? Here's my problem. Oh, God, because you have an issue with this? I have an issue with this. Here's my problem. I know I've been like the proponent of just get it out there. Like for the love of God, let's just mm-hmm. see it. Let's be done with this. Let's get it done. I've been pushing that. However, now you don't want to pay $30. I do not want to pay $30 to see this movie. I mean, I just, I have no, you know, I'm not sure it's going to be good. Like I'm still not sold on the, on the idea, even before, like when the world was normal and we were talking about this, I was like, meh, do we need it? I get, we have to, you know, you got to give her a movie because loyal, uh, hardworking deserves it. Probably was promised it. there were stories about like, you know, she was told she was going to get a standalone, you know, in like a decade ago, but I just don't know that it's something we need. It's certainly not something I need to spend $30 I, on. I can't believe the, the black widow haterade that you've been drinking. I, for the Can past I, uh, year, Black Widow is way. such a good character in the MCU, and she's a great character. Know, she she's awesome, and she's deserved yes. a solo movie long before. Here's my this. fear. Here's my fear. I think the the shine is lost. I think it's dulled. I think if you gave a standalone movie on the heels of uh, Iron Man three or Iron Man two. Okay, if you gave a standalone on the heels of uh, not Endgame, but uh, Civil War, all right. Like, you know, uh, that's now, and it's so, like, and I, and I, I get they made this like a year ago. But, but it's going to be the first I, you know. post, like, it's going to be the f- first film of Phase 4. Which it was supposed to start then, Phase 4. This was this was gonna be it, be and it comes on the job. tails. It would have come on the tails of her sacrificing herself in Endgame, right? One of the two people to do that. It would have. So I hope, like, I hope that that's what they do. I hope they ramp up. They they got to they got to do some better press for this. I'm one thousand percent, one thousand percent, giving them thirty dollars. You're handing over thirty bucks for May I, I, day one. Take my money mm-hmm. at midnight. I will be here. Here's thirty May bucks. I pose and a I'm conundrum this to you. Movie. A query. What's that? All right. Here's what it is. Would you have paid? And 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 I think I know the answer because I probably would have, have based off the original or mm-hmm. the first one. Would you have paid the thirty dollars for Wonder Woman two? You would have, wouldn't you? And would you have been upset? You I... would have, wouldn't you? See, no, I would have Wonder Woman 2. I actually would have waited to see what the response was for it before I gave the money. So I would have waited and seen like because it was trickling out to the reviews of of that movie. Um, I would have just because DC is different for me. Like DC, I'm not as big on as Marvel. So like right. Marvel, I'm just ready to give my money for anything that they they give me. DC, I'm like, I'll wait. But if it was like everything was saying, oh, this is really good, 
probably I would have I would have done it. Yeah. As a treat to myself, I would have been like, all right, 30 bucks, whatever. That's my Christmas gift to me. It comes out on Christmas. Would you have had you would have had a little buyer's remorse though? I one thousand percent would have. This, like ah. well, now ah. that you bring it up, uh, why what's the aha? Now that you yeah, bring, aha. this, I'm going into it knowing like Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm full in, I'm not gonna have any I'm at, remorse. See, it just I'm it gonna is explain what it is. my aha. My aha is I now have a fear of like handing over my 30 bucks or doing the premium. Uh, when they came up with Mulan, it was like, ah, everybody paid and then no one liked it. Not everyone I, paid. I think that, I don't think that went well for them. It didn't go well at all, but that's now I've got hesitance. I've got hesitance. I'm like, put it out, put it on a streaming channel. Yeah, I already for pay stuff, for stuff. Listen for stuff, something like Mulan, something like, you know, things that aren't as big in my world that I'm, mm. I haven't been like anticipating and waiting for. Sure. Like, um, I, I'll wait. It's a wait and see Mulan. I waited the, the two months for it to become free. Like same thing with, like there was that new Disney movie that came out in March, like, you know, along the lines of like the Moanas and whatever, like right, right, right. I, once that's free in a month or two, like that's fine. I'm not itching to like be spending $30 on that King of Staten Island. The, the, what right. you call it movie, uh, the Pete SNL Davidson movie Pete Davidson. can wait for that. This, like I have been like, I've been anticipating this movie. I have been wanting to see this movie now for two years. So I, I don't care what the, I don't even want to look at reviews. I don't want to see any of them before I give my money. Just tell me the date here is $30. I'm going to sit in the dark, watch it. And then probably watch it again the next day with my wife and like, just be content that I got this. It came out. I understand uh, if I have to budget $30 out of my budget, yeah. whatever, like I'm understanding what I'm getting into prior to prior well, to purchasing this, then God bless you, sir. I will wait for your review. Yeah. I'm going to be telling you just, here you go. Take it. You got like, go watch it. Wait for your review. I will consider it a, a podcast expense. Cause we're going to have to talk about it. Yes. Um, that's right. Additionally, uh, a bunch of Disney movies got pushed back. Uh, yeah. Shang-Chi uh, was also delayed to sept September 3rd. Um, more Disney news. There is already a Hawkeye spinoff. Hello. In development for Disney Plus for the character Echo, who I know nothing about. But my question to you, are you rolling or trolling with this being a sign that the Hawkeye series is going to be pretty good. Uh, I'll roll with that. I'll roll with that. I, you know, let's see. Uh, I think these people are ready to cash in any chance they get. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good just because they've greenlit a spinoff. Like mm -hmm. for example, the spinoff that's been coming for the game of Thrones for so long you know they greenlit that because they were making all the money and then the last season kind of tanked so i don't know like i'm i'm hesitant but yeah i'll roll with that i think that's See, probably all right i think with spinoffs i'm, I'm a with spinoffs that usually means that the original is very good like you look mm -hmm. at something like 
even old shows like Friends or The Office, like they had characters that spun off, right? So right. I think it's a good sign for the for Hawkeye, but spin-offs okay. aren't always necessarily good for the actual spin-offs because we haven't gotten many like the the Dwight Schrute spin-off did not get picked up. Right. It didn't go or it got canceled or whatever. Joey was lasted for a yes, season like it was horrible like so spin-offs tend to not like very few i think probably the most successful spin-off has to be frazier uh yes most successful spin-off probably frazier or i would go back and say the most one of the most successful spin-offs is the jeffersons yes them too spin-off of all mm-hmm. in the family like definitely yep. uh so there's precedent there but like you said i agree with that that it's very rare that a spinoff either does better than the original or does the same business as the original. Yep. Um, and we're getting a ton of spinoffs in Star Wars too, so we'll have to see sure. how those go too. Maybe we're going to be setting a new standard for spinoffs. Um, Warner Brothers has reiterated that they will not be restoring the Snyderverse despite calls for a revival from Snyder fans on social media so do we take that to mean that it's just no more justice league movies or there's no whole... more snyder movies so like there won't be a justice league 2 right which i kind of like sensed i i figured that are you uh, rolling or trolling with this decision i'm rolling because uh you know enough of that yeah. like th- this th- we talked about it uh it didn't, I mean, it was better than the first one, but it, I don't think it lit the world on fire. Yeah, I'm rolling with the two. I also want to take this moment to mention that it has been, someone did the math. 10% of the Snyder Cut Justice League was in slow motion. Oh, I believe that. That was 24 whole minutes of yes. just slow motion. Yes. It, that does not a movie make. Horrible. Yeah. Um, all right. I can, I'll, I'll add this codicil. Um, I hope that they handle the Flash movie correctly because that gives us our Flashpoint moment where you have all these different Batmans and heroes and et cetera and all that stuff because then let's be done with this iteration of the universe and maybe go back to some of the old ones or perhaps finally enter a Batman beyond world with Michael Keaton and some future child, some future well, it's, young actor. It's interesting that you mentioned that. And I was debating, Oh, do we include this on rolling or trolling or not? But Michael Keaton has cast a sprinkle of doubt on his return because he Sprinkly. has said that he is monitoring the COVID situation in the UK before 100% committing to his return. Listen, Mike, the phone hasn't been ringing, buddy. Okay. And I know COVID is danger. I'm speaking direct to Mike now, Chris. I'll be with you in a moment. Okay. Uh, the I phone hasn't Michael been Keaton ringing. He's doing fine and doing great work. Since, since Birdman, when he almost won the Oscar, things have slowed a bit. And prior to Birdman, prior to Birdman, there was a bit of a dry spell. He got Spider-Man, which was a okay, good stuff coming back. 
Let's keep this train rolling, Mike. Let's keep it rolling. We got the engines on. We got coal in the furnace. Let's roll it on. Watch the, you know, look, if they shut England down, I'm with you. But if it's open, get over there and film your scenes, bro. Mm -hmm. Save Batman. I need you. The world needs you. Batman fans need Michael Michael Keaton to come back and be Batman once again. Okay, this is what we need at this moment in our lives. I, I just want to say, I, I, I agree with you. I would love to have Michael Keaton back. Yeah. I, I want to talk about your, your Michael Keaton slander that the phone isn't ringing for him. Post Birdman, he was in Spotlight, an Oscar-nominated movie. He was in The Founder playing Mr. McDonald himself. Right. He was in Pause. Spider-Man. He was Spotlight in American Assassin. Supporting he was actor. in Dumbo. He was in Trial of the Chicago 7. He's uh, in Morbius. In a, we don't know how big of a role. He's right. going to be in the Flash movie. He's in a TV miniseries mini that's upcoming called Dope Sick. So, I will give like, you... He's working. Dude's he's working. working. He's ringing. Listen. I'm going to give you half of those movies you listed. The other half were supporting roles. He was on the stand in you the Chicago 7 for the, a minute and a half. You can always be the star. Like That doesn't mean that the phone isn't Listen, ringing for you. This it's is Michael Batman. Keaton. This is Batman. I'll say this too. I'll say this too. And he should know this. Like, Let's take a look at it. Sincerely, you've got Val Kilmer, who's going through some struggles right now. You've got George Clooney, famous actor, but we remember those films. Uh, you've got... Uh, Ben Affleck, Batfleck, right? Christian Bale. Now, Adam West has passed away. Yes. And then you've got Michael Keaton. Of those individuals, I still put my money up that Michael Keaton is the most actionable asset in the Batman world right now. Like, you you can't go back to Kilmer. Uh, Clooney, interesting, and I would like to see him pop in for like a second in a flashpoint, but really didn't sell it. Okay, not not the most remembered Batman. Adam West, obviously gone. Batfleck, you know, I, like I I enjoyed what they tried to do. I like the you know they were going for a couple elements, but tanked. You've got Christian Bale and you've got Michael Keaton. And I'm going to tell you, you put those two up against each other. I think the majority of fans pick Michael Keaton. Do you mean like in terms of who was your favorite or who do you want I think, playing Batman in an upcoming movie? I think a little of both. I think favorite and if, if people were like, who do we want to bring back and put in the suit? Regardless of whether he's going to star in the whole movie, be yeah. like in the suit for a second or do something... I think I think nine. Well, I think out it's of more mis- more Keaton. nostalgic to be Michael Keaton, but again, you have to consider what role that Batman is playing in the movie. Like if you have like a uh, where he's not really putting on the suit, he's just like there to mentor and True. stuff like that. That's going to be Michael Keaton. If you have someone who, oh, he's going to wear the suit and fight a bunch of people, you're probably going to go with Christian Bale because Michael Keaton, Keaton uh, an old man in a bat suit, unless you're going to do like, what was it? Like he's the Dark crazy Knight ass. Returns or something? Yes, which is which like is all old, I want. Old Batman, like yes. maybe you could do that, but it's going to be, I don't know. 
that's that's a tremendous stretch. is what it would be. Um, okay, let's let's continue. Tremendous. We we went on a tangent. Um, last oh two two more things. One, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan yes. has been cast as Doctor Fate in the upcoming The Rock starring Black Adam. Yes, I can't wait. I think this is excellent, excellent casting. Uh, I think it's, again, what a wonderful world where Dr. Fate is going to be in a, a live-action film. He's wearing a mask, so you know, the, the, the helmet of Naboo, the mask of Naboo, which is going to be tremendous. Uh, I love it. I think this is genius. I am a huge fan of, of Pierce Brosnan. And... I think it's going to be largely voice through the mask, which that kind of British, that tone, that voice, he'll be good for the seriousness that is associated with Dr. Fate. And again, because he's so messed up, if they go with the traditional costume, then you can have a stunt double in there doing some things. Uh, yeah, I know nothing about Dr. Fate, but I do know that uh, apparently Pierce Brosnan is a, a sweet, sweet man. So I'm a big <laughs> yes. fan of his because he has, you know, he was very nice to my grandmother back in Puerto Rico when she met him. Ah, and that's right. Took a picture with her and stuff. So I am true. a big Pierce Brosnan fan just from that. Uh, and apparently he's a sweetheart. So I, we actually just, me and my wife actually just watched about a week ago, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. And he is underratedly very good in that he, movie. Yes, 100%. Yeah. He does a great 100%. job. He doesn't get talked about enough in regards of, of that I, movie. I like that. You're right. He does not. And he deserves much more. Lastly, Netflix is developing a live-action movie for Keanu Reeves' comic book, Berserker, that he will also star in. Uh, I'm in. I'll allow it. I, I'm going to roll with that. I, I support it. I think it's good. I like this. Um, get, you know, let Keanu do things. He's having fun. I love. We're all having fun. Let with me him. tell you something. Keep getting them checks, Keanu. He yes. he wrote a comic book where the character looks like him basically yeah it's he basically created a role for himself that he knew he would be able to play in a future genius film or series if it got picked up so good for him i'm rolling with it um okay let's talk about our suggestions from this past week neil you watched a relatively recent netflix movie that just came out i care a lot and I watched a little bit older Netflix movie, came out a couple years ago, starring Eddie Murphy, Dolomite Is My Name. Yes. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with I Care A Lot? I Yeah, because I asked you for a, a thriller, I believe, which you delivered. Yes, it but did. I was like, you know, with some interesting things, because I don't want to be all depressed and all that stuff. And like this was incredibly depressing. depressing. Yeah, you didn't ask for non-depressing. I, I you asked for a thriller. Oh my god! Like this. So you got. I happen Rosamund to have Pike. watched this thriller. Oh my god! 
which I want you to comment on when I'm done, like on your like feelings about this, because uh, a Diane Weiss, tremendous, always does an amazing job, did She's an great. excellent job in this. Yeah. You know, she plays spoiler alert, a character that is um, like basically living as a different person, like a stolen identity of a different person. Mm-hmm. The person she is related to is this like Russian crime Lord. Uh, um, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage tremendous who uh, like top to bottom f- he was funny while also being scary like dead serious scary and then also heartfelt and and kind of beautiful yeah, because, because he, loves he, his mother. he loves his mother um but even Rosamund scary Pike, people love their mothers even scary people and and that's a great segue <laughs> so rosamund pike quickly uh leads does this thing which is a real job it's like you're the courts appoint you to be a guardian of someone who essentially like needs to be taken care of and either the family is not doing it or they don't have family and they refer to diane weist as like the cherry because she by all reports does not have any family um lives well has a you know money in the bank and is starting to forget a little bit, starting to get Alzheimer's. And so they go in, which first, I hope this is not how this really works. Cause if it works like this in real life, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. She just goes to court and without Diane Weist and is like, just, well, the doctor tells me that she's confused sometimes. So let's, you know, let me be her guardian and then remove her from her house and put her in an old age home and blah, blah, blah. Just suck her dry. Take control like, of her assets and everything. I pray to God that that's not how that works because then this is, this is more than a, a thriller. It is a true on horror documentary, but I have a huge problem with this. So like, I'm not going to watch this movie again for a couple of reasons. One it saddens me and in a way that i don't like like yeah i watch it's just like oh man this is disappointing if this is how the world works exactly like exactly right i'll watch sad things like like you know simon birch one of my favorites i don't know if you've ever seen it uh other sad films i'll watch this no makes me feel like too bad inside the second reason i'm not going to watch it again is because they made Rosamund Pike needlessly and unwarrantedly successful. So she's faced with the Russian mafia and she's all like, no, I'm just a tough lady and I can handle anything and blah, blah, blah. A, they would have killed her. Like there's no... The the amount of messing up that that the Russian mob does that has like ridiculous the the thing that was the most unbelievable about this movie like something like non-believable about this movie was the fact that this one successful russian leader of the mob right has so many incompetent people that work for him like that that's 100 right that was not on par with everything else that was going on in the movie this movie felt to me because it was a moment there where I'm like, oh, good. And here's the thing. It was strange to find myself rooting for, you know, the the Peter Dinklage Russian. Yeah, someone as horrible as uh, him, drug trafficker. Because of how right. horrible Rosamund Pike is. 
But but that's right. You are so on board with him. Yeah. That you're like, yeah, take this chick out. Like, let's get rid of her. That's crazy. But here's my like my ultimate problem is there was a moment there where I thought, okay, Peter Dinklage, I said, he's going to win. We're done here. It's all good. Blah, blah, blah. Because of how else could this turn out? Why would anyone write it differently? But then when they, when she survives this encounter Mm -hmm. and then flips the tables and all this other stuff, I'm like, you know, come on. We, we had to change this because we weren't allowed to kill this powerful female uh, character. Like, I I don't know if that's what they were i don't think they were putting that on it like oh we can't especially because, because look at what happens in the end well she, in the so now in the end so i don't think right. that was the reason why they didn't kill her they were just continuing I, this they wanted to they wanted I to guess. continue the story because she was the I main guess. character but it still felt it still felt contrived like i think that's the right word even though okay. every every movie is because it's made up it felt contrived and i'm glad they did that at the end because like that she, she needed it. that she deserved it like that's it like that's the answer she deserved it and and so like but yeah so i i saw it i've digested it it's with it's within me now you've i'm a little upset about the fact that it's it's there it's in it's in my consciousness but so that's how i feel about that film that's how i feel about that film what i mean like you, you, who are a generally a sweet person, I think by by most accounts, oh, well, I appreciate that. How do you feel after you watch that film? I what makes horrible. you watch it? I, and, I yeah. wanted you to see it just because I not because I liked it, but yeah. because I wanted someone to talk about it with. You want right? You wanted to share in the misery. I wanted to share in the experience yeah. that I had watching the movie because I felt largely Horrifying. the same way. Uh, as you watching this movie and you know apparently like it's it's gotten some good reviews here and there like i you know i i just i don't it was a good like it was well paced it was a good movie but yeah it was it was interesting like i was i was definitely like involved throughout the whole movie but right like i didn't enjoy it (laughs) it was a it was a struggle to watch again like watch this person succeed over and over and there were obviously the moments that you talked about where it's just like okay come on there's no way she gets out of this there's no way this happens um and stuff like that so and and when i thought that she was going to survive the whole thing and win in the end i was like well this is just like ruined my day until sick uh, like as sick as it sounds when she bites the dust at the end i was like oh thank god that, right, because it's like, oh, and it was one know, of those evil that like that like can't go on. The writers of the movie had to have known, like, known that they had to give that to the audience. Yes. They had to do it. Yes, 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 they had to. Also, it's scary how adept Rosamund Pike is at playing a sociopath. She is great. She is very skilled at that. Yes, she does a great she, job. She's done it several times yep. now in films, and good for she's her. Very adept you know, at she knows her lane. She does she a great she, job at it. She, she's, her lane. she's very, she's very good. In oh, you movie. hate her from the second you. She's and, on but she's yes. like, that's that's props to her because that's props exactly indeed. what she's supposed to be doing. So she she True. does an unbelievable job. I'm gonna tell you what movie. though, and like Dinklage I, does does great. 
as well. He's amazing. amazing. He needs to but be like, in more things. He is so good, and he shows he it. Need to be in more every single time he's on the screen with anything he does, he shows it. He needs Without to be question. in more stuff. Let me put it this way: in reality, in real life, after this film, if I'm Peter Dinklage's buddy, I'm, I call him and I'm like, "Hey, man, let's go out get a beer, let's have a good time." If I'm a friend of Rosamund Pike, I give it a week. Like, I don't know if I call her right away. She scares me. I like, that's, that's my problem. Like if we're all at the premiere, um, I think, and she's like, Oh, let's go to the after party. Rose. I'm good. I think I'm heading home, you know, like that. She's too adept, too adept. She worries me. That's how I feel. How did you enjoy the comedic and, and, and uplifting stylings of Eddie Murphy in my name is Dolomite. I, Really, really, really liked Dolomite as my. Oh, I'm excited. Good. I think thought it was great. I thought Eddie Murphy did a great job. I thought every every actor in this movie did a great job. It really is an uplifting movie because it's it's basically about this one guy who is just does not take no for an answer in like all the best ways possible. Right. Right. So he is creating his own path. For himself and and saying i i am going to make sure that my life has meaning and i've been kind of you know struggling for the past few years i'm right you know he's older and it's you know people are saying his time is past and all this stuff and he makes not only everything happen for himself but for the circle around him, yeah, which I his, think like, was team. just so great that he he's like, I'm going to do this for me, and you guys are coming along with me, and Absolutely. it's just a great, great movie. Like, I, and we were mentioning Wesley Snipes too. I mean, how? Oh my gosh, what a Wesley character! Wesley Snipes, seeing. he's another one who like he needs to be in more things because yes. he is so it's tremendous. Good. He is so good in this movie because yes. you see him as like a serious person. And in a right. lot of role, his past roles, he plays like a serious person. He is so good at comedy. He is. He's excellent at comedy. He's just and so excellent at comedy. Some of it has to do with the fact that like, oh my God, look at the serious guy, like being so silly. In that crazy but position, like, right. He's just like, when you, there's something about taking someone who is like a great actor and a great character actor, and then just putting them in a comedic environment for yes. them to like do their thing. And he just like absolutely shines in this. He is so, I, so good. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you loved it. Um, here's another thing that's going to make you love Eddie Murphy more. That is not a movie that gets made without Eddie Murphy. Like he, yeah, he, had been working for years to try to make this movie. And you know what? I think it makes sense that someone like Eddie Murphy would feel so. so, Feel so connected to that story because of the, the fact that it's essentially like the, the Dolomite, they create you know he starts out he's doing comedy albums that right. that pick up and and become really good and then um he decides you know what i'm gonna make a movie and they make a movie and 
like by all accounts, it's not a good movie. Right. That they've yeah. made, but it's his movie. It's what he wanted to do. And he knows people are going to enjoy the movie. Right. Right. Eddie Murphy he knows is someone his fans are out there. who has made a lot of movies that have been critically panned. Like a lot of them. But his people are out there. Like, But he knows like, listen, I yeah. want to make movies that like, that I people like. are gonna like and that I like and I, things that I want to do and so I could see why right. he would feel connected to this character because it, I agree. that's exactly what he's lived I'll, I like I'm one of his people like I'm one of those fans that's like give me something as long as it's true to you and I think the best example was when he did um, Dream Girls and was up mm-hmm. for the Oscar that same year he did Norbit. Right. And all those reports were like, Norbit killed his Oscar chance. Mm-hmm. And, and he gave an interview where he talked about it. And I just admire it. He's like, yeah, but that's what I do. Like the, the Norbit stuff, like that's what I do. I did. I play those characters. I right. do that. I had fun. I, I believe in the movie. So, you know, I did this over here. Either judge me on that work or, you know, but don't, don't kill one because the other. So, yeah, I, I really... I admired it. I admired the story behind getting it done in the real life story and the Eddie Murphy story. And I thought it was so fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That was a good pick. So fun. Yeah. It was a great movie. And also like kind of sneaky though, is the fact that he just steals all his material. In yeah. The beginning now. Yeah. Kind of a little messed up. Those poor well, homeless men up. missed out yeah. on their, their, uh, their paychecks there. They don't even get involved. He brings everyone along except for the people who gave gave him the the material to do it. Um, All right. So what do we have for this week to suggest to each other? Well, sir, it's Easter week, and I have two Easter-themed films. Interesting. You may have seen one. Actually, you may have seen both. Then I'll have to pivot. But do you want... Religiously tinged comedy. Okay. Or do you want my stretch connection to Easter that I'll have to explain? Um, huh. I guess I will go with... Give me your... Um, religiously tinged suggestion but i'm interested in what the stretch is still like i'm just interested to know what it was my have you seen the life of brian by monty python i have not okay it is on netflix it essentially follows brian through his life uh he was also a young carpenter living in uh judea uh bethlehem etc etc and um you know gets mistaken for a rather famous carpenter from the time uh and has to deal with that gotcha and all that goes along with it um and hijinks ensue and as only the monty python group can ensue them Okay. Yeah. I I'm thoughts. the only what's that? I said your thoughts. Oh, I thought you said pause. I was like, oh, oh no. no. Um 
the only Monty Python movie I've ever seen has been Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So I right. am interested to see what this movie is in that vein. Like similar. I am. I'm good with it. Yeah. What was the other suggestion that you had for me? Well, Chris, Easter falls on a Sunday. Okay. And you know, our, uh, Lord and Savior has carved out Sundays as uh, his special day. Okay. A special day for all of us. And, and you might say that while Easter falls on one Sunday a year, um, any given Sunday could be a uh, happy okay. and good Sunday for yes. all of us. So I was going to make the connection to Easter with any given very Sunday. Very creative. Very yes. creative. I got there. Um, I one took, that I you could there. save. You could save that one because I haven't right. I haven't watched it yet. Um, okay, my suggestion for you. Yes, sir. So I had a suggestion for you that I was also going to make a stretch of a connection. I'm ready. Um, but I can't because it is no longer streaming on HBO Max. Oh. It left right. HBO Max on March 14th. I was going to suggest to you judas and the black messiah oh okay unfortunately no longer on hbo max and until it returns so i kind of have just a hodgepodge of movies um on my list that i'm going to give you something interesting here I am going to suggest this is okay. So this is on Hulu. Mm. I believe you have Hulu, correct? Yes. Oh, I did indeed. Okay. So this is something that is both, I guess, I think it's suitable because it's kind of somewhat inspiring and magical and mysterious and deep if you will it's going to make you think interesting and it is not a typical movie because it is a filmed stage play one man show magic show interesting yeah it's but it's really, really good. So it's called In and of Itself. In and of Itself. Okay. Yes. And it is literally a combination. He the um who is the guy that does this? Um it is I don't know why. Oh. Derek Delgadio. Okay who basically he's a uh, uh, not a musician a magician but he takes you basically through a journey of his life and it's mm. kind of like a one one man show where he's kind of explaining stories from his life incorporating these crazy magic tricks and illusions and also basically has an overall theme of exploring self-identity right and the nature of identity and what we place on our identities what society uh has on what we think about our identity and stuff like that 
It's very, very interesting. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it. At the very least, you're just going to, it'll make you think. Um, So it's Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself on Hulu. All right. In and of Itself on Hulu. I'm in. I'm excited. Cool, man. Well, All right, sir. I think that does it for us for this week. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. The couple people that we have, I think we're slowly, slowly growing in numbers. Very slowly, yeah. but we are. Um, if you are new to the show, please consider subscribing, rate and review wherever it is that you're listening. We are available on every podcast platform imaginable basically and we are on neil's great website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com and with all that neil what do you got to say to the people stream on everybody